0: Hello everyone. So we are live on TikTok as per usual and on Facebook as well. And obviously you guys know that we're recording all of this and Paddy will put that out on the podcast um, at some point. Um, Thank you guys for joining me in the lounge. For those of you that don't know what we're doing, um, you download the app. Uh, for the discord uh, you then create yourself a little profile and then you can come into the lounge mondays tuesdays wednesdays at 6 p.m and i will spend um, an hour or so answering your questions uh, about family law or as many of them as i possibly can okay so let's kick off um are we, are we not able to do that anymore no. are we, what about if we click on this does it work no no okay right we've got a few hands up so the first person is alex so Alex8097 sent you an invitation to um, uh, invite you up onto the stage. When you're there, let me know. Oh, Alex has gone. Sarah, JD, um, whenever you're ready, you can, uh, I've sent you an invitation. You can ask me a question. Uh, in between times, I will try and answer any questions on TikTok or Facebook, but they tend to come up so quickly I don't always see them. Sarah, what's your question?
1: Oh, he- hello. Hello, I can
0: indeed, yes.
1: Yeah, okay, great. So basically, I've just got divorced. Yeah. And I just want to know about sort of the future. So I own my own property. Yeah. Um, by myself. And I just want to know like, how good is a premium? Like if I was married for a long time in the future, if I met someone else? Yeah. Would I still be completely protected?
0: That would depend, Sarah, sorry, I was just taking a gulp of my tea. That would depend on um, what is actually in the prenup. So you can have a prenup designed for whatever you want. Um, I've done prenups that will only want to go for 10 years. And then they feel that, well, look, if we go the distance of 10 years, that's fine. I've had others that kind of fizzle out after 20 years. If you want it to go on until death, that's absolutely fine as well. Are they legally binding? No, they're not, but we are finding that more and more courts are relying upon them. So long as we pass the test, and the test is a two-part test, first part to that test is, is it fair and reasonable? So if the court relied on it, would the outcome of the prenup give a fair and reasonable result for both parties? And the second Mm. is, did both parties take independent legal advice, i.e. do they each have their own solicitor? Because essentially what we want to rule out is that somebody did it under duress or something like that, or, you know, wasn't of sound mind. So as long as we can tick the boxes for the the two-part test, Sarah, then yes, you can put whatever you want in it. Then the other thing I always say to my clients who do prenups is don't then just shove it in the drawer and leave it you know revisit it every four to five years if there's been a serious change a significant change such as a baby or you know a, a big windfall or perhaps the other the other way maybe there's been some health scares um, it's always good to revisit them redate resign them take some more legal advice on them because what you're showing the court if you do seek to rely upon it is that the intention was always there to ring fence those premarital assets
1: yeah would the court see it as fair even if the other person didn't own anything well you you So
0: so so again, no, no, they wouldn't, you see, because on divorce, you've got to make sure that the housing needs of the party are met. So we would design the prenup that actually your premarital assets are ring fenced. However, there has to be some form of marital asset that the parties are then Mm -hmm. both um, into. Otherwise, it it wouldn't be fair. Mm -hmm. And what incentive has the other person then got to actually signing that? So, yeah. Upon divorce, you've got to make sure that both parties' housing needs are met. So it
1: might be better just to not get married again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's always that option, Sarah, yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you. You're welcome. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Um, I've actually got another Sarah um who is is up on the stage with me now. Oh sorry, Sarah, Sarah Six. What's your question, Sarah? hello
2: can hello.
0: you hear me? I can, yeah.
3: Okay, um, I've recently separated with my husband. Um, he owns uh, he pays the mortgage on the house, it's solely in his
4: name.
5: Yeah,
3: um, I'm not on the deeds because I've just done a search on the house and he didn't put me on the deeds um, when we got the house. Yeah, um, I filled out HR1 form under the Family Law Act. Yeah, um, will it? Is,
0: is that that I need to do to make sure that me and my girls are stable? So what the HR1 does, Sarah, is it prevents him from selling the property while that HR1 is still uh, registered against the property. OK, so yeah. it's, it tells Land Registry, I do have an interest in this property. Um, and therefore, if he wishes to sell it, he can't with the HR1. And the idea behind it is that you then negotiate your settlement and as part Mm -hmm. of that settlement, you will then agree to remove the HR1. So the first thing you need to do if you haven't already is get some legal advice as to what you're financially entitled to um, as, as his wife and then you would look to start negotiation with him. Now, of course, okay, the the difficulty with a HR one is that if he has no intention of selling the property, it might not carry as much weight as you'd want it to. So again, take take some legal advice as to the as to how you'd move forward with that.
3: Okay, thank you. We've not actually spoke about divorce or anything like oh. that yet, because it's quite new. Okay. Um, but. Um, sometimes you can be a bit spiteful and say things like I'm going to sell the house I'm going to do this I'm going to do that so I right. just wanted to have some protection like go down the route yeah just making sure that we're okay
0: yeah well then you've absolutely done the right thing lovely thank Brilliant. you you're welcome Um, Just a quick question on Facebook. Eleanor has asked me, how do you get involved? Eleanor, you have to download the Discord app, create yourself a little profile. um, And then if you click on the Discord in my bio, you'll be able to um, join us in the lounge where you can then put your hand up and ask a question.
6: On Facebook, there's actually a link just on the live. So you can come back on the live and just click that link.
0: Oh, there you go. So come back on the live and just click on that link. There we go, right? Bingo! You are next um up. What's your question?
2: Hello, can you hear me?
0: I can. Yeah. He's <laughs> been going through a divorce for the past two years. Yeah. And seems to be dragging his feet,
2: um and sold a, a property, Um and now he's saying the money. The money's the money's gone into his into his dad's account. He's saying. He lives, and he doesn't live where is where he's saying he lives. He's got his brother to right left. I given him a tenancy. He's got properties.
0: How can I find out where he is? So one of the ways that we do that, Sarah, sorry Bingo, is that when we um are advising a client, we'll first of all get them to exhaust every other avenue. So try family, try friends, try places that he yeah. used to frequent, whether that be pubs or clubs or health centers okay. or whatever it might be. When you can prove and social media, of course, when you can prove that you've exhausted that, we can then make an application to the court for what's called a disclosure order. And what that will do is that will um, the court will find out where his address is and they'll do that by contacting DWP. Now, they won't give you his address, but the court will then be able to serve him with the petition or the application or whatever it is.
2: Right, okay. All right. Okay, it's just that it's 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 dragging it out and dragging it out. He, he wouldn't sign the divorce papers. Yeah. Um and I've had a letter now to say that he will allow the divorce to be to be done. Now he's done whatever he's needed to do. Right. There's no trace of the money going into his
0: account right but then but then what you would do is when you start the financial process is you would um ask for statements or whatever you think he's trying to hide going back sufficient amount of time so usually we'll get 12 months worth but if you need two years or three
2: and there's no there's no there's no no trail no paper trail
0: there will there will definitely be a paper trail i mean it depends that these bank accounts that there will be if if because
2: even even pe- even, even, even the con- conveyance who so, you, you know like who sold it said they we've got a letter stating that they said they paid it into as instructed they paid it into his account.
0: There you go. There's your evidence. The conveyance's letters said that they gave him the money, paid it into his account. So there's your paper yeah, trail.
2: It's not on any of his accounts. On on what we've got.
0: But it doesn't matter. He's obviously got another account that you haven't got. At the end of the day, yeah. your questionnaire will be: Here's the letter from the conveyancer. Show me the account that money was paid into. Right. Okay. He he just ha- he just hasn't disclosed it. That's the truth of it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Also, he's he's took his name off a property which okay. he had with his brother.
0: Again, your your solicitor will get records of that from land registry. That that's an easy fix. Yeah, because yeah. his name was
2: on it, and he's yeah. and his as well he's just yeah. took
0: his name absolutely and i mean you know that there's the, that at land registry i mean well you know that bingo that they'll keep records for years and years so you'll be able to yeah. go back and I've get that, got copies of
2: that so there you go we've given to the to
0: solicitor yeah that's good that's good now i think i think just as part of your questionnaire you're going to be asking for evidence of the bank statement where the money was sold from the net proceeds of sale
2: we've been married for 31 years
0: oh, Wow. Um, okay.
2: um, in Hill Health, yeah. Would would I get spouse maintenance?
0: Uh, but yeah, potentially. So spousal maintenance, and, and I, I'll go into some detail because there might be others listening that find this useful. It's based on needs. So let's say mm. that your monthly needs for your living costs come to you know £1,500 per mm. month and your income is only £1,000 per month. You've got a deficit of £500. Because of the sheer length of your marriage you are absolutely entitled to ask for it. Whether or not you'll get that £500 will depend then on how much he Needs and how much he's got coming in. Okay, so the answer is yes, you may be entitled to it, but again, speak to your solicitor about what you ask for, dependent upon what he's got coming in. Because if he's struggling, there's no point making the application. Because the well,
2: court, call... he's saying he can't work now,
0: right? Okay, but he hasn't
2: produced any evidence for that, right? I believe, he, I believe he's taken redundancy.
0: Okay. Again, the bank said, and uh,
2: yeah. got another job elsewhere."
0: Yeah, and again, you you know you'll you'll have you'll you'll be able to get records of all of this because if he's working, he's paying tax. So you'll be able to get evidence of all of this. You just need to do a little bit more digging. That's all, or your solicitor oh. will. All right. Great. Thanks, Bingo. You're welcome. Bye bye. Bye bye. Uh, next up is Yas Walters. Yas Walters, what's your question?
1: Hiya. Hello. Hiya. Um, my questions regarding um family, not so much divorce, but my half brother. So I have a half brother um on my dad's side. Yeah. And my dad was denied access through court. Yeah. Is there any way I can access my half brother? No.
0: Or? No. The, I don't
1: know, I can't.
0: No, because you don't have parental responsibility and only people oh, right. with parental responsibility can actually make an application for child arrangements order. So do I just
1: have to wait until he's old enough?
0: Yeah, I mean once he get out? Yeah, once he gets to 16, um he'll be able to just do what he wants at that point with regards to who he okay. sees. So wait till then. All right. Okay, then. Yeah, okay. thank you. Okay. You're welcome. Uh, D Sheldon, you are next on the list. Oh, you've just left. Not a problem. Ellie, you are next up. I think sometimes it's just people's systems throw them out as well. Um, Send you an invitation, Ellie, whenever you're ready. Um, Ask me a question. Hi, Ellie. Hey, Ellie. You're on the stage, but I can't hear you. Uh, Can someone ask a financial order has been sealed? Does that mean I can't claim spousal maintenance? It does mean you can't claim spousal maintenance, yes. Um, Unfortunately, once you've got a financial order, that's it. All financial ties are then severed, so you're no longer able to come back and ask for more. So, unfortunately, that's the end of that. Um, I'm sorry, that wasn't better news. MLG21, you are up on the stage. What's your question? hi there yeah so um, um separated from
7: my partner two years ago um 22 years married i'm um, just going through the divorce process now um a year after we were married um his um, mom gave him an asset uh, mortgage free as in a, a, an inheritance um in the form of a flat and then that was transferred into my sole name about five years after that for tax purposes um as he paid a higher rate tax and I paid a lower rate tax. We also have a marital home that we jointly mortgaged and paid. Um, So my question is, is um going for a financial order um is is I guess is is the home that was given to him um, a, a marital asset or
0: not? Yes, it is. They both are. Okay. They're both marital okay. assets. Yeah, they'll both be put into the pot, um, even though it's inheritance. It was that long ago now, it's been absorbed into the marriage.
7: Okay. The other question is with regards to his pension. Yeah. Um our two children have special needs and as a result I was never able to work like a full time job. So I worked part time here and there. Yeah. Um while he worked um abroad and stuff like that. So he's he's happy to split the other the assets fifty fifty, but yep. he, he doesn't he doesn't think I'm entitled to anything um with regards to his pension because he felt it was my choice to work part time. Yeah. Um Where where do I stand
0: with that? All pension contributions will be divided equally. So all the contributions he's made um, during the marriage and a period of cohabitation if you live together before marriage and all the contributions you made will all be put into the pot and divided equally. So, yes, he will have to um, divide his pension contributions as well, as will you.
7: Brilliant. All right. Thank you so much
0: for your help. You're welcome. Thanks. Thanks. Bye-bye. Okay. Um, Ellie, can we hear you now? no maybe we'll pop you back into the audience and then we'll try you again becky b you're next on my list hiya hello
1: hi um so my question is um we're just going through a divorce Um, and we've been together about five years we own um one house together which we bought um sort of five years ago and he when we bought this he kept his original home um, which was almost gifted from his parents. So that's been a rental ever since, and it's been bringing in um, us some income from that. Yeah. Um, we're just trying to do our financial um, agreement, and um, we work exactly the same jobs, we earn the same income, etc. We've got a four-year-old son, um, but obviously that income from that other property has helped us um, with various things within the home and holidays, etc. cetera. He's trying to keep that completely separate, um, and, and reckons that I've got no entitlement to it if we were to sell it or any kind of um, extra um, in terms of equity out of this house. Um, would, that, would that be the case or would I be able to get a slightly larger split to make this fair? when we come out of
0: here yeah potentially I mean the starting point is always going to be 50 50 um but then from there we're going to look at the earning capacity of the party so if you're a bigger earner than the other party might be entitled to a little bit more if there's any children and and if there are children are they dependent children um any health age length of marriage so then there's lots of factors that we'll look at then to see if there's a reason to depart from equality yeah
1: yeah so i mean at the moment we earn the same yeah and we're both in the police but yeah i start a new job in within the police in october which yeah. will be a monday to friday which means i lose quite a lot of allowances around shift work etc so i will be taking a pay cut to accommodate school and things like that yeah
0: yeah so therefore that um, that that that, uh, that will be cause an imbalance I mean, we'd yeah, have we'd, we'd have to look at everything. So we wouldn't just look at that one isolated thing. We'd have to look at the whole yeah. picture. Um, but yes, that's definitely something that would cause an imbalance and perhaps justify a move away from
1: 50-50. Yeah, okay. So it wouldn't uh-huh. be that we keep that other property completely separate because no. he previously owned it. No. Nope. Because um, he, seem, he seems to think that I'm just not entitled to that property or anything that comes out of it at all it's it's like it's not even up for discussion yeah
0: no it's definitely an asset and if the needs of the party require it it will be included because I mean he'll argue or try to argue that it's a premarital asset and that it should be ring fenced and it's in his name etc but it will be included um you know if if it's needed to be and and it sounds as if it will need to be so
1: Okay, lovely. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I mean, all it is is I just want it to be fair. Yeah, so absolutely. I can get a hat, roof over the, on my head
0: and my yeah. boy. Yeah, no, I understand. Okay. okay. Thanks, Becky. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Uh, bye. Jennifer, you are next up. Right. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can. All right, I spoke to you the other night about um, access to the dog. Yeah.
5: Um, I've agreed to basically let that be to one side because it's too distressing for the dog and myself okay um so what i wanted to to ask you is uh, yes i'm concentrating on the divorce yeah my ex-wife is not working um she currently has something like 50 grand left of the compensation and 40 grand of her ex-husband's um compensation ex-husband's pension
0: yeah
5: am i able to um Will I be able to claim or carer's allowance and stuff like that
0: that she never gave me over the three years where I cared for her? No. Well, I say no, not within the matrimonial um, financial settlement. You know, if you contact the benefits, then they may give you a different answer. But in front of the family court, absolutely not. Um, The family court's going to look at what the assets are now, what the liabilities are now, and what the needs Mm -hmm. of the parties are now. OK, right. um, so uh, again, go direct to benefits if you feel that, you know, and, and I mean, they might be able to say, yeah, you can make a back claim or whatever. I don't know. Um, but it's right. certainly not something that we would deal with in family court. Right. That's great. All right. Okay. Okay. Thanks very much for that. Thanks, Jennifer. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye. Um, Stacey, you're next up. Hello. Can, can you hear me? Out? I can. Yeah. Yeah. I
8: don't know if this is the right, like, talk to be in because a lot's been about divorce yeah um but it's regarding my ex basically has chose to not return my children yeah um i applied for a c100 as an emergency order they within like three days they sent an order of prohibited steps for them to be returned immediately Yes. he has not followed that he said that he's not returning them okay um, so I have put him for a C79, yeah.
0: but I'm scared that he's not going to follow that either, and I don't know where I stand. OK, so obviously there has to be some sort of enforcement proceedings. The order that you have, does the exact wording say something like, he must return them by 4pm today, or you know, within 24 hours of this order being made? Is it really it's said specific? immediately okay. with um,
8: opening this order.
0: OK, so the, um, the children are living with him? Do they attend school? Or anything like that? No, they go to preschool. Preschool. So is there any reason why when they're at preschool, you can't, you know, go to preschool, show preschool the court order, and then take them out of preschool?
8: It's only term time, so they're on oh yeah absolutely yeah,
0: absolutely, of course, um, okay, have you telephoned the police to let them know? I know it's a civil matter, but you do have a court order, and there's a reason why the court think that the children are potentially unsafe with him and need to be returned to you. So have you been in touch yes, with the police? they went
8: round and did a welfare check and said oh. that they were happy and there was somewhere for them to sleep and there was some toys for them to play with and they oh. wasn't going to do anything else.
0: Great, OK. I, and, you know, to be fair to them, that, that is where their obligation finishes. I shouldn't complain. It just makes life a little bit awkward. So all you can do is go back to court and then ask the court for a penalty. So in other words, you know, if he doesn't, um, if he if he breaches the second order, there has to be a fine, there has to be imprisonment, Um, There has to even be a further order that the police can remove the children from his care. Um, So if you explain to the court exactly what's happened and say, look, I I need a further order to imply some consequences, they'll be able to help you out.
8: Okay, because the first order that they did did come with the penal notice, but he hasn't took any notice to that at all.
0: But the penal notice has to be exercised back in the family court. So the family court will then make another order for fines or imprisonment. Well, generally we don't do imprisonment, but that's where you have to exercise that. But I'm thinking more if you could get an order whereby the police are directed to assist you, perhaps, in removing the children from his care.
8: Yeah, I think that might be the best option. I am back in court on the first of September for the enforcement order.
0: Okay. I
8: just don't know whether he's gonna cooperate again or whether he's still gonna refuse. Yeah.
0: Speak to family court about having a power of arrest. Somebody's very helpfully on TikTok said if there's a power of arrest attached to that order, then the police can in um enforce that. It, uh, the police so can. With be... the
8: enforcement order that I'm going for on the first, can I ask for that to be added on the enforcement order? It Absolutely. Be a separate
0: order? No, no, I have it all added on the same order. Absolutely. Okay, that's
8: great. Thank you all right. so much. You're
0: welcome. Bye bye. Thank you.
3: Bye.
0: Uh, next on my list is Kay. Hello, ne- Hello Kay. What's your question? Yeah. Um. So it's a bit of a. Um
9: complicated situation basically i had a, tr- a child 13 years ago um yeah. and her dad never bothered with her really he was in and out of her life and everything um stupidly went back five years ago and ended up falling pregnant again um my first daughter with the same person so they've got the same dad um my first daughter has got his second name um, and he's on the birth certificate. My yep. second daughter has my second name, and he, but he's on the birth certificate. My eldest daughter, he hasn't had anything to do with my youngest daughter, um, and my eldest daughter just doesn't... She's 13 now, and she just doesn't want to see him or anything. Not that he's bothered with them. Um, but she's desperate to have the name changed. We have asked him in the past, and he's said No. Is there anything that we can do to get a name changed? Because he's obviously said no.
0: So if he's not in agreement to the name change, um, and obviously, you know, you need his permission if he's got PR, then you need to make an application to the court. And in the absence of his permission, you ask the court for permission. What will happen essentially is that you will need to serve him with a copy of the application um and he will attend court and he will tell the court why he doesn't agree um with the children's name being changed so then it will okay. be down to the court to decide so you know you've got to put forward a strong case and then take it from there
9: okay also um I'm planning on taking him away on holiday um yep. and obviously because he's got parental parental responsibility do I need to get a signature from him so we haven't had contact with him for over 2 years now um, so I wouldn't know where he was or anything. Like it's not bothered. Yeah. The kids were getting cards and stuff put through the door, at Christmas and stuff, but there's been nothing
0: yeah. at all since 2000. Is there a is there a court so, order in place at the moment?
9: No, there's, no. there's nothing. Okay. Um, so it's literally just in with Okay. And me personally, I just think it. it the better off without him. If you do, if it is more. So, um, so Kate,
0: yeah, so okay. essentially, if there is an order in place, what I was going to say is that you can, as the resident parent, take the children out of the country for four weeks without having his permission. Because there okay. isn't an order in place, technically then you do need his permission. However, my, my honest opinion would be, how is he going to know? If, you, if he hasn't seen yeah. the kids for two years, he's not yeah. going to really know, and therefore he's not going to object. Um, and therefore okay. I would say just take the kids on holiday. The kids deserve a holiday, so don't worry too much yeah. about that. Right. Okay. Alright. That's brilliant. Thank Thanks. Bye bye. Bye. Hello. Uh bye. Uh Missy, sorry, you are next on my list. How are you? I'm alright, are we? Doing? I'm good, thank you, Missy. Always good to talk to you. How can I help?
4: Um on Thursday the eighteenth. Yeah. I had a message um, of off my ex and I didn't read it, but I could see it if that makes any sense.
0: Yeah.
4: Um and he asked, if I was still using the number on my... It, it, um, it was a text message. Um, Could you send me your email address um, that I'm using? Now, I've had the same email address for years and years and years.
0: Yeah.
4: In fact, he helped me to put it together. Yeah. Uh, um, now, today, at 16.50, my phone rang, and it was him, and I didn't answer it yeah so he's gone and sent me a message i gather that you don't want to sort the house out so i'll be in touch with the court and inform them of the situation now the reason i didn't answer the phone was because i took your advice and you said get a paper trail
0: absolutely
4: then i'm in my house on my own so i've got no witnesses yeah we have said before that he is going to take it to court and he is going to force the sale of the property. Okay. Now, I've been here nearly 30 years. Yeah. We were married, by the time we got a divorce, it was about 18 years, and he was put on. Can he go to court and make and force the sale of the property? Because it will actually make me
0: homeless. So, can he go to court? The answer to that question is yes will he succeed in forcing a sale of the property and make you homeless absolutely not okay the court's not going to make anybody homeless just because an application's in front of it for the sale of the property okay so i think yes. what what the court's going to make sure is that the housing needs of both parties are met now i know your case missy and i know that you know he's been you've you've been separated for some time so the first thing the court would say is well how are your housing needs being met at the moment? Not you, him, sorry, if he makes the application. Um, How are his housing needs being met currently? Um, Because obviously he doesn't live with you anymore. So there would have to be some compelling reason for the court to order an order of sale if it meant that neither one of you could then Have a property anyway. And the reason I say that is because let's say he's renting and he's therefore, he might be entitled to some sort of benefit, um, you know, through the housing or something. Well, if the house is sold and he receives a lump sum and that means that he can't have those benefits anymore, the court won't do that. They simply won't do that. His housing needs are met, your housing needs are met. Then the next thing they'll look at is income needs your income needs we know aren't met because we've, we've talked about this previously um, and his income needs may be met. So I would say I wouldn't worry too much, you know. If he wants to make the application, Missy, let him because if he makes the application, he will be in the driving seat and when he makes that application, you email me and you and me will go through then what your next steps are.
4: It was just, I'm actually, I've got a day off tomorrow. yeah. So I was actually gonna do an email.
0: because yeah.
4: I'd got a whole day to yeah. sit down and do it. Yeah. Which was an email. i have been trying to sort finances out for oh God, it must be three years. Yeah. Now, he's got a property. He lives down Cornwall with the woman he's been engaged to for two years. Yeah. So they live in um a rented cottage. Um so he lives with her. I don't know whether he's on the rent. I know she pays the rent. I'm obviously here on my own. Yeah. Would is it is it advisable for me tomorrow to still email him to tell him what I want?
0: Um. Or leave it. I, I think when you say tell him what you want, I tell you what you're doing. No, you know what I mean. Yeah. So uh, emailing, yeah. You know, yeah why don't why don't you draft the email missy and, and email it on to me i d- i don't want you to to say too much but at the same time you have to be seen to be engaging with him and um, because the court's going to want you to engage with him um so if you put something together and, and email it to me um, and then i'll just i'll just glance my eye over it and and maybe make some amends or but i'll let you know if it's along the right lines because honestly it doesn't need to be that long that first email um you know something along the lines of um, absolutely i recognize that the financial order needs sorting i've been trying to do this since 2019 or whenever it is um, i look forward to receiving your proposal or i look forward to perce- receiving your offer something like that you know so you're open to it you absolutely want it you you've said that you know you're trying to you've been trying to sort this out for ages make me an offer what's your offer look forward to receiving it because let's remember as well that if he's been living with that other person for more than six months their financial position will also be included
4: well it
0: absolutely it will because he's been cohabiting with that person for more than six months so their income their assets all of that will be included within his sort of financial disclosure. And we can even ask for them to be joined as a third party or an intervener. (laughs) 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 All right, (laughs) Missy, (laughs) so I'm gonna, I'll leave that one with you. And um, as I say, drop me that email tomorrow, okay? I'll have a quick look at it. I will,
3: thank you very
0: much. You're welcome. Speak to you soon, Missy. Thank you, bye-bye. Bye. Missy is one of my regulars. She's in the lounge every single evening without fail. She never misses and um, bless her, she's going through her own divorce and and finances as you hear and every so often she will ask a question. So there we go. Uh, Mrs Foy, you are next on my list. How are you? Hello, I can indeed. Yeah, hi. Just a question regarding spousal maintenance. Not mine.
10: Yes. My husband's ex-wife... Receives 400 pounds in spousal maintenance, yeah, but she's been living with her new partner for six years. Now, my husband made um won't, won't question this or anything with a solicitor because he was told when he got his divorce that um it's only if she marries him that spousal maintenance ceased immediately.
0: And I just wanted to clarify whether that was true. Is is the spousal maintenance, first of all, court ordered? So is this part of an order?
10: It is, yeah. Okay,
0: so the order will be very clear. We call them the trigger points. So generally, okay. spousal maintenance will finish one if she cohabits for more than six months or two she remarries but check the order as to as to if there are trigger points included that that will be your roadmap.
10: okay so um would he have to get a court order another court order to stop paying it or, or could does it just cease if he's just could he just stop paying
11: it
0: Well, if he stops paying it, what might happen is that she then takes it back to court to enforce the order because he is technically, he's in breach of the order. So my suggestion would be that he make um, an application to vary. But before he does that, he really should take legal advice because by taking the legal advice, we'd be able to tell him whether or not that application is going to succeed. All right, because it it may not succeed.
10: So what is the six months
0: like you just
10: said to the previous lady? What's the cohabitant for
0: six months? It, so, it, it can stop. Yeah, it, it will depend on um, yes. what's in his order. So we call them trigger points. And generally we will say, one, if they are living together, if they're living with somebody else for more than six months, then spousal maintenance will stop. Or two, if they remarry. But you must have a look at your order, because not all orders are exactly the same.
10: Okay. So if um, so if she's been living with him for six years and he's been paying her this £400 a month, I don't suppose there's any, any way you could back pay it, is there? You, I, yeah, I think he just wanted to stop. But he's also got a daughter um, that lives with his ex-wife and her new partner, and he pays maintenance £500 for her as well, so...
0: So, so, yeah. So the sorry. Yes. Okay. So the maintenance (laughs) is it that sits in a different arena. So that sits over with CMS. That'd be that'd be very different to what's in the court order. Um, the thing the thing to do is is to check your order or his order as to when he can stop paying and then if nice. if there's no trigger clause in there with regard to her living with somebody step two yeah. he's got to take some legal advice and what he wants to find out is if i make an application to vary my financial order i.e stop paying maintenance will it succeed
10: okay
0: all right Lovely.
10: yes thank you very much
0: for that you're welcome thank you. okay then bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
3: bye-bye
0: next up is jj2205
3: Hello, can you hear me okay? I
0: can, yes. What's your question?
3: Okay, so I've been married for eight years and we've got two dependent children. Yeah. We own a house and he paid all of the deposit in 2013. Yeah. I then worked part time for five years to be the sort of main childcare provider, but we've been now separated for 18 months, but we live in the same house. Yeah. He has money in shares and has used that to supplement our mortgage because he's been in and out of work. He says in the event of any split, um, that that's his money and he's moving it out of the way, and we can sell the house, but he wants the dip back out of the profit of the house, if that makes sense. Yeah. He's asking for 50-50 custody and then we'll split the house profit minus the deposit. So my question is, where do I stand with the split to ensure that everything's fair? Because I'm not in a financial position um to rehouse myself with the children. Um, if he then takes the deposit and stuff back out of profit, if that makes
0: sense? Yeah. So the first thing I would say is that the chances are he's not going to get the deposit back. That's been absorbed into the marriage. And the yeah. the first priority is going to be the needs of everybody. So the needs of the children and then of, of both the parties. And the needs are threefold. So we've got housing needs, which is one area we need to look at. We've got capital needs, which is another area. And then we've got income needs, OK? So what complicates matters slightly is that if there's a dispute as to residence of the children, i.e. you say to me, well, the children should live with me, and he says, actually, the children should live with me, sometimes the financial proceedings are put on hold while we deal with the child arrangements proceedings so that we can eventually get an order. However,
3: okay, think, yeah, well, go on. I think you would agree that they should live with me. It's just okay. that you would want okay which i would totally agree with okay i want i want it to be 50 percent it's just we live in in a big detached house that was sort of being able to be purchased because he earned considerably more than me right um but if you sell it and split the profit and he's going to take out what he had and he's also got money in shares it's not going to leave me with enough to rehouse us
0: yeah well then it then that probably won't be ordered by the court. I mean, if you're going to to agree that the children live fifty fifty between you, then you both have the responsibility to house the children so then the next question is is there enough equity within the marriage to be able to do that? You know, if we pool all of our resources, is there enough equity then to be able to give you a lump sum to go off and buy a house suitable for the children and to give him a lump sum or, you know, the deposit for mortgages? And then, of course, we have to look at mortgage um affordability if he's the higher earner and can get a bigger mortgage he may then have to have less deposit than you because your income is such that you need a bigger deposit because you can't afford as much as he as he can so there's there's so many things that we need to consider and look at before we say right yeah okay
3: and and the money he's got in shares that he's sort of built up himself does that get pulled in to absolutely, the of the
0: absolutely. Pensions. It's it's yeah. It's a marital asset, regardless of whose name it's in. It's a marital asset. Okay.
3: Thank yeah.
0: you. You're welcome. All right then. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Um, bye. There's somebody on TikTok, and actually, there was somebody on Facebook earlier. So they don't have a legal question, but they just like listening. So many people do. So many people just like to to listen in. Law students, all sorts. Um, so don't feel obligated to ask a question. Sometimes people just like to watch. Um, and listen, um, Michael. What's your question?
12: Hello. Hello. Oh, I have a question about uh, uh, my brother. Uh, he takes his life, and generally, uh, he was a business had a business care in a in a body shop garage. Yeah. Uh, Who should be claim the shares of the business? Because as long as I've been seen on the website, the parents of, of my brother is the guardian of his kids yeah so as you say they're going to be the father. the mother of the kids said because over the covid and the parents live in a different country and yeah it was in the COVID time they said she said the whole church is going to go straight into the kids account so you don't have to be there as long so, as i know yeah there's been uh, i don't know of the church. And when I spoke with the accountant of the company, he told me that all the money the mother took for herself, so nothing to get the kids. And the second thing is, when I spoke with his business partner, he's not telling me all the assets which are was in the company and which I know there was. He told me that the company is estimated about 50,000 pounds. But I bought the report of the company from the company check. And the shares of my brother was for about one hundred and seventy five thousand pounds.
0: Yeah. Michael, can I sorry, can everything. I can I just jump in for a second? Because whilst yeah. I would love to be able to assist you, this isn't actually family law. You need to go and speak to a solicitor who specialises in probate. I was wondering if I lose the, the kids, if
12: the kids could get them money from the money from the company or if the mother can it's, take the money for her Yeah,
0: child. it's probate. It, I I don't know the answer because it's probate. If someone dies uh, and, and you need to contest the will or you're not sure about the will, it's a probate question. It's not family law, unfortunately. So I, as much as I'd love to, I can't help you.
12: for I Sorry? Oh, yeah, I have to do
0: yeah, you're welcome, Michael. All the best. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Well, thank you. Um, being asked on TikTok, does the court take contact centre reports seriously? Uh, yes, they do. Um, you know, if it's a registered contact centre and they've been asked to provide a report, then yes. It's always helpful for the court to get an idea of how supervised contact went, definitely. Um, Kirsty, you're next on my list. Oh, hello, can you hear me? I can, yeah. Um, basically, what it is is
13: flee the a domestic violent relationship um, after nine years of being with the person. Yeah. Um five years ago i left uh no four years ago sorry and i had four children with this person um social services and everything got involved at the time i lost my home and um, due to the fact that it wasn't safe for the children to be there yeah. um obviously i've moved to a different area i've had to rebuild my whole life and build all my children's stuff back up i've got three special new children yeah um which he obviously took Obviously, their items and everything, their clothing, their toys, all away the from them. Um, but obviously now, I'm obviously fighting for a divorce. Um, I've been fighting for a divorce since 2019. Um, and he kept swaying, um, you know, to sign it. Um, obviously, HMRC have had to give out the address to the courts because I obviously don't want the address, and because it's a domestic violation, I'm not allowed to know it. Um, but he still has sent it back and said that he's on holiday, um, they, and one time he's turned around and said that he doesn't know where that person is. And we've also, the bailiffs couldn't serve the divorce papers at the time, so now I've had to ask the court to make the decision based on the evidence that I've I've got. Um, but now he's made an application to the court for a family, um, for a child arrangement order. Yeah. Um, but he's not, had no contact with the children in the time that we've both split up. Um, he didn't come to any of the supervised visits through social services at the time. Um, he's obviously not paid a penny towards the children. Um, none of his family may- members have even tried to reach out to try and see the children, even though there was a prohibited steps order in place just for him. Um, obviously, my children are absolutely petrified. Um,
0: he's what, what's your question, Kirsty? What's, what's your question, sorry? Um, so my
13: question basically is, is obviously it's going through the court for, and um, I'm in court on the 3rd of November for a child arrangement or yep. order that he's requested. Yeah. But because my children, three of my children, have special needs.
0: Yeah.
13: Um, they would put themselves in harm's way. So they're not at that, they're not in that. Yeah frame of mind so would be able to say yes I'd like to see him even though they've said they don't want to and they don't want to talk about it right am I allowed to talk on their behalf because up. they don't want to keep bringing it up yeah yeah absolutely it's really setting them back mentally yeah um, absolutely
0: absolutely you know, when when Kirsty when you go to court you will be saying to the court um the children do not want to have contact with dad and the court will say, Well, why is that then? And you will tell the court. And then what the court will most likely do is get Kafka's involved. So, absolutely, yeah. you are their voice piece. Yeah, 100%. Right, because
13: they don't even want to talk to anyone regarding him. They don't want to mention his name. Right, well, they, that... so they don't want to talk about it. Okay. So... I'm worried that it's going to then set them back because okay. it's taken this long to build them emotionally yeah. and mentally. Okay, I but think I, don't want it to be set I think
0: back. speaking to Kafka's is probably not going to set it back because if you let Kafka's know the situation, they are very yeah. experienced and they will deal with right. it appropriately. Okay, but oh, okay. you you the court is going to want to get that independent third view most definitely.
13: Right, well, even though he's been told by social services that she spoke to them independently and they've all said they don't want anything to do with him, so she left so, it as that. She hasn't mentioned his name.
0: Yeah, but the so the court might ask for those social services report, but ultimately the okay. court will gather all the evidence in front of it and then make a decision right well, okay all right thank you thank okay you. Thank you. you're welcome thank you so someone Thanks. on tiktok has just said do Kafka speak to the children too as i've got this coming up absolutely they will um obviously it depends on the children's age but yes generally Kafka will go out and have a chat with the children depends what the issues are that's preventing contact from taking place and they will speak to the children sometimes at school um, sometimes at home, sometimes in front of mum or dad, um, sometimes out somewhere else. So, that, I mean, Kafkas have generally got offices. Sometimes the children will be brought to the office for a chat. So, yeah, they definitely will um, speak to the children. And then someone else says, at what age is a child able to give their own opinion? It's difficult. it does depend on the child. Um, some children mature better than others, or faster than others, I should say. Um, but as a rule of thumb, once the children get into senior school, so sort of 11, 12, 13, Kafkas will then start to listen to their view. Um, just so we won. You're up next on my list. Hi,
11: good evening. Hello. Good. I'm glad you can hear me. Um, so a quick synopsis. Um, divorced 10 years ago, um, two boys um we had a first consent order in 2012 yeah um and then five years later because he didn't want to give me the portion of the percentage of shares that was put down by the court the first time we went there um and he had to pay school fees we're now going back he's now taking me back again for the third time um because he's decided to retire at 50. Mm. Um, and we have a global order for an spousal maintenance for life. Right. So the question is, what's the likelihood of a man of 50 being, to, you know, for all this to be taken away? Because obviously this is the route. The children live with me all the time.
0: Yeah. So effectively, if he stops making the payment, then he's breached the order now yeah. when when the court made that order, they would have looked at the evidence very carefully in order to to agree that or to make an order that there's a spousal or maintenance for life okay yeah. so, that, so they would have yeah. looked at everything, and effectively, if he then stops paying the court are going to want him to prove exceptional circumstances why. And generally, the exceptional circumstances will be because of health. You know, he physically cannot go to work and he cannot earn this money. So it will be down to him to convince the court that he shouldn't have to pay. Now... Sometimes we get the court saying, well, you haven't convinced me, go on and keep paying spousal maintenance. But then you might say, actually, I've lost all confidence now because you have to pay to keep taking him back to court and do the enforcement application. So sometimes what we then say to the judge is, actually, judge, could we just get a lump sum in lieu of That that spousal maintenance that we're entitled to, um, and the court—that's
11: oh, why I, I counter. I counter ask for that. I've asked for capitalisation. Yeah. Just because every month the last ten years he's breached the order and he makes me literally beg for the spousal and child maintenance each month. He never pays it, although it's on the order for him to pay it by yeah. standing order. He's never set it up.
0: Yeah. So you, you, as I say, wait until he's breached. That's the first thing, and then take it back for enforcement.
11: Yeah, so what well, we've got... We've he's, he's decided that we're going to go through arbitration, but my, my worry, I, I feel like I'm in limbo, because obviously, you know, this is the children's home and they're still in education and, you know, with... <laughs> Well I
0: think I think what I without would say that what it,
11: it's the what, mortgage and everything
0: Yeah yeah no no hang on let let let's just let's just slow the bus down a little bit you've just said to me there he's decided that we'll go to arbitration you have a court order end of yeah you've got your yeah, court exactly. order if you don't yeah. want to go to arbitration because actually you feel that the reasons he's given you are not exceptional then you don't have to go you know, right. if, he, if he says to you, I'm on death's door, I cannot drag myself to the office anymore and pay you the money. I just can't do it. Then I'd say, okay, give the man the benefit of the doubt, sit down and chat with him. But if yeah. he he doesn't decide what what you do. You've already been through this yeah. once and you've got your court order. So you just remember that and remember, actually, if you stop paying me, I will take you back for breach of the order yeah all right don't be forced yeah. to do arbitration if you don't want to do it
11: i know it's just um it's, it's a classic narc yeah um it's that sort of there's nothing wrong with him he's just and i always think to myself well you know if you've decided to retire at 50 you've got the you've got the cash in the bank to live the lifestyle that you live absolutely um and also he, he married the woman he had the affair with and they've been together now obviously over ten years. Yeah. So surely I was listening before. So I say her financials should be taken into account, should they not?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely they will. Yep, hundred percent. Hundred percent. I think I think with this one, you've just gotta put your foot down and say, No, I'm not doing it. The court's made the order. We've been through all this. We've done all the financial disclosure because you obviously did all of that in order to get the financial order. Yeah. And I'm not yeah. prepared to go to arbitration. What's in it for you? Nothing. So I, 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 would, I would let him breach and then you enforce would, would be my okay. suggestion.
11: Okay. Thank you so much for your time.
0: You're welcome. It. No problem. Have a good day. Thank you, you too. Yeah. Bye bye. Pin, you are next on my list hello good evening can you hear me I can indeed yes what's your question yeah um, I've been divorced since
14: 2019 I've got the decree last say even that was a, a mission yeah because my first lister didn't do anything so I had to change listers yeah um, and he managed to get it even though my ex um, he was denying that he had received paperwork but in that time I tried uh, before the divorce, he was removed by the police twice, mm-hmm. and I tried uh, removing him with an occupation order. But because I didn't have the money to fight the case, he he gets false statements and he was put back into the property. So he lives in the property, and I was given an exclusion order uh, in 2020, which was fine. But then I was happy for him to live in the property and stay uh, with the exclusion order. But then he uh, we had a court hearing after that. So the occupation order to go through um, but um, um, the, my solicitor wasn't um, like um, heads up on like uh, dealing with my case properly and we went court and he put whatever was on the document of the order for the exclusion uh, he put everything on me like the timings how to uh, when I can enter the kitchen and everything which it doesn't work because he doesn't use the kitchen at all he just did it to give me a hard time I've got the three children and I do everything for the children he's never done it um, anything for the children and so he just tried that I'll remove the exclusion order and he can live happily in the property but I didn't I went ahead with the order So what's the your order. what's your question Sorry pin so, so my question is he lives in the property and we've he's done the, the form e the disclosure yeah which is for everything but later on I found some paperwork of, with, of his shares and everything which I've sent to my solicitor. And they've sent it to him and he's not come back to us he's just delaying matters so because there was a, a hearing for the fdr in july yeah um uh, sorry in may uh he um, didn't disclose everything that he was supposed to like yeah. um especially his pension because the biggest asset is his pension yeah and um, so instead of the fdr um, a permitted proceeding was done yeah on, on him and he was given deadlines on that proceeding. And he didn't uh, comply to them, and we had another committal proceeding, a second one on him uh, in May. Oh, sorry, in July. he didn't turn up with his lister. yeah, so that didn't go ahead. So what I've so what's your, what's your question pin?
0: sorry i I, I totally um, understand what what the what the context is, but I just need a question.
14: So I need to know where I stand because he's he's trying to delay matters. Um, right. Not, um, like, uh, do you to my do
0: solicitor. you do you still have your solicitor?
14: I do. OK. Yeah. My I, second one, which is very yeah. good.
0: OK, well, then um, I think the first yeah. thing the first thing I would say is that obviously if you have a solicitor, um, then you should mm-hmm. sit down and have a detailed chat with them. And I say that not because I don't want to answer your question. because I will answer your question in a minute. But obviously they know your case a lot better than I do. Okay, so oh, okay. That, that's the first thing I would say. But ultimately, if you have an application before the court and somebody is continuing to frustrate the application by not turning up or not making the or not making full disclosure, you can actually ask the court to make an order in their absence. All right, so you can ask the court to list the matter for a final hearing, and you are mm-hmm. asking for a certain settlement without actually seeing his disclosure. And generally we would be overzealous in what we're asking for. But speak to your solicitor because they will know all the assets that are involved in this marriage. All right.
14: Because they asked they asked for the value of his pension. Yeah, no, I, 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 to, I, totally,
0: I totally get it that they've asked for information. He hasn't provided it. I totally get it. You haven't got to tell me again. But your question to yeah. me is, if he's not providing the information, what can I do? And the answer to that is you can still go to final hearing and you can ask the court to give you a final order in the absence of that information because we have to have a finish line at some point. So then you would say to your solicitor, right, what should I be asking for? let let's let you know because you'll have some idea potentially and then your Mm -hmm. solicitor will perhaps over exaggerate what you need and and put forward an overzealous offer and say to the court Mm -hmm. this is what we're asking for the court does have the power to make an order in the absence of him actually being there so speak to your solicitor about it all right yeah okay Okay. thank you so much you're welcome thank you thanks bye-bye bye-bye um that's so, right. I saw a question on TikTok, but because I was answering that question, I've completely forgotten it now. Uh, Kay Beednell, you are next up.
15: Oh hi, hello.
0: I can, I can yeah.
15: Hi. Uh, my son's got a court order arrangement. It's a child or, a child arrangement with the court. Um, the court order. Yeah. And um, stating that his little girl lives with him, so him, my son, and his little girl both live with myself and my husband. Um, are we allowed to take the little girl on holiday with us, with her dad's permission, but without her mum's
0: permission? Is it, sorry, did you say there was a court order in place or not? Yes, there, yes, is. there is. And 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 who who does the child live with? Uh, he lives with my son and and us. Okay, well then, yeah, absolutely, you can go without mum's permission. Because if, you, if there's a child arrangements order in place and he's the mm-hmm. resident parent, then you yeah. are permitted to go on holiday for up to four weeks without the other parent's permission. All I would say is if your holiday is going to impact on any contact with mom, offer some yeah. makeup contact either before or after. The holiday.
15: Okay. But what if our son doesn't come on holiday with us? Uh, oh, but and that, but that's, my but still allowed to take our absolutely
0: because your your son is giving you the permission to take her away, so that's absolutely fine. Right, and he's the resident okay. parent. Yeah,
15: that's great. Yeah, and what else could he do if she's not adhering to the court order? Because she is allowed contact Monday to Wednesday, but right. she's
0: swapping and changing and and not adhering to it. So if she's ordered specific days and specific times. And your son, all right, so your son might think that that's in the best interest of the children as well. He sticks to those specific days and specific times. And if she doesn't want the children within those times, he's at liberty to say, well, you can't have them at any other time. Because we've got to right. start the routine, and it may be that actually mum loses contact if she's trying to negotiate outside of those times. I mean, obviously your son's going to be reasonable, you know. If her work yeah. pattern changes, and and she, you know, he she wants to change it for a valid reason, then I'd accommodate yeah. that. But if it's just because yeah. she's me- messing about, then he doesn't have to.
15: Right. Okay. Then
0: that's absolutely fine. Thanks very much for all your help. You're welcome. Thanks. Bye bye. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Uh, next on my list is KKJ.
6: Hiya, can you hear me? I can
0: indeed. Yeah.
6: Hiya. Um. So I'm currently going through a the financial dispute. So my my case is happening on the fourth of October. I've just had a, a counter offer from my ex. Um, my offer to her initially was 50 fifty fifty, straight down the middle. There's no dependence. Um, she's not worked throughout the marriage. Um, her offer came back as um, 80-20, and her justification for that was that um, throughout the marriage, she hasn't worked, and it's because of me that she hasn't worked. Um, I have a lot of evidence to, um, to show that, you know, I'm the one that helped her finish her degree. She's got a degree in law. Um, there were multiple businesses that she wanted to set up. Um, I've helped finance all of those. She never actually went through with any of them um what's the likelihood of her being able to kind of get um the eighty twenty split because now she's also claiming that she's got ptsd because of a car accident we had two years ago um she's basically making herself out to be quite the victim in all of this
0: okay so there are lots of factors and you, and you'll know this already if you've been listening to me but there are lots of yeah. factors that come into play when we are deciding the percentage split. So it's not something that I can say, oh, yeah, she's got no chance of getting 80%, because some people do. You know, some people will get 90%. What you need to do, and I say this to everyone that asks me, is you have to get a, a consultation with a solicitor even if you just get the one hour because in that hour they will be able to get all the information they need to give you the advice of what you are legally entitled to and even if you then go into battle on your own and you don't inst- you know you don't continue to instruct the solicitor at least you know what you're legally entitled to but it's difficult for me to answer that question when i don't know anything about your case i don't know the length of your marriage the age of the children your earning capacity her earning capacity um you know how old you both are medical you know health condition. i don't know any of that and that would be the the questions that that we would need the answers to in order to be able to answer that um so definitely start there yeah definitely start there just think about having that one-off you'll be told at the end of that consultation what you're entitled to how you go and how you go about getting that and what that will cost you if you either have solicitors or you want to do it yourself All right, so that that initial consultation's really important, okay?
6: Right, brilliant. All right, you're
0: welcome. Bye-bye. Thanks, bye-bye. TD? Good
5: evening. Hello,
0: I can indeed, yeah.
5: Good evening. Um, So, we've had two years of solicitors um, backwards and forwards over a financial consent order. It got turned down by the judge back in May because it wasn't deemed to be fair to me in regards to the pension share. So, we started mediation, which I called. I can no longer afford a solicitor, so I've been able to get legal aid through mediation, which we've had Um, last week now during the call obviously because the financial consent order got turned down before the mediator asked was there anything else anybody wanted to kind of bring to the table and I wanted to discuss housing moving forward and I wanted to discuss inheritance that wasn't disclosed by my ex-spouse on the original consent order at the beginning of the mediation meeting he denied it 20 minutes in he declared that he has been left inheritance my question is With regard to the previous consent order, the judge has basically said in that consent order that if we come back with a different figure, we can pick it up from there. But because he hasn't disclosed the inheritance in that disclaimer order, is he in contempt of court for that consent order? Or are we looking at starting a new consent? Is there rules around this or is it pretty much down to us,
0: what we do? It it is down to you what you do. So if you cannot agree the financial settlement and mediation, you're going to go back to court. I wouldn't bother about whether or not he's in contempt or not. You go back to court and you say, right, the landscape's changed somewhat. Those figures that we had previously are actually, you know, they're they're increased significantly or however much that inheritance is. So you're just going to Um, go, go on sorry right. so,
5: he's, so I also know that he's, he's he actually told me two years ago that he'd been left inheritance from somebody else from another family member yeah. which I spoke about and we had a little conversation but because that was sort of like a year or two after we separated we separated five years yeah. because that was, I was like okay fine I'm not, I'm not going like to go for that inheritance because that's not what it's about now I, I live in debt I've still got marital debts that are in the consent order which he stopped paying completely until the divorce is finalised so I'm financially compromised so but the he needs to declare that other inheritance because it paints a picture of his financial situation am i yeah, right and absolutely I
0: absolutely yeah and and i think that i would be looking for um, some financial disclosure to take place you're going to have to exchange financial disclosure because the you know um, what you could then suggest that if he's lying about that what else he's lying about
5: well, this is absolutely right. So in the mediation on Friday, the first thing we did was we looked at our, we've, we financially disclosed our, our figures monthly. He's living with a new partner, but it's been less than six months. So he's basically in a lot of better financial situation for me, even without his partner's income. Yeah. And I'm living on, I've, I work full time, but I receive, I'm in receipt of benefits. Yeah. And he can see that I'm financially compromised. Um, just because of, you know, recent with COVID and just because of the marital debts that I'm still carrying, et cetera, et cetera. Um, So we have done that, but he's not disclosing the second inheritance.
0: Yeah, and and he needs to do that. He needs to do that because otherwise Mm. the whole... So what is he... Go on.
5: If he doesn't, what happens from here? Because it obviously makes the mediation quite irrelevant while we're doing it, if he's not going to be honest.
0: The court can order him to. So, if he's not going to enter into the spirit of mediation, you need to shut the the mediation door, don't you? You need to take the matter back to court, and then it's just all about court orders. Then the court will direct him to make full disclosure of that.
5: Okay, so I never took him to court originally. It was a prepaid consent order where we were agreeing, but obviously, yeah. But you, but you, I was going to say, but but you were, you
0: were, you were agreeing against a completely different landscape. Absolutely. Yeah. So that, yeah, that yeah, it's it's right. it's on that basis that you're him back that you're going to take him back to court if you can't agree at mediation.
5: Okay, so do I need to make a court application and sort of then the courts pick it yeah. up from there?
0: Yeah, because the the forms that you would have filled out to get your consent order would have included your statement of information. In that statement of information, you have to sign at the bottom to say I've made full absolutely. and frank disclosure. I, you know, everything that's on this form yeah. is everything that I have and, and I don't have any more and, and I'm not um, bankrupt and this, that and the next thing. Uh, well, he signed that and it wasn't true. So that that's your in back to court. OK,
5: brilliant. All right. OK, that's fantastic. Have. Thanks for making that clear.
0: That's all right. No problem. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. So another 20 questions we got through tonight, guys. It's always my aim to try and get at least 20. We managed to do it this evening. Mm -hmm. Um, So thank you all for joining me. I'm going to wrap that up um, tonight. So we've just gone past seven. I'm back here again tomorrow, Tuesday and Wednesday at uh, 6 p.m. Um, might think about doing Thursday this week I'll see how my diary is just because it's a short week next week with us doing a bank holiday Um, somebody asked me who's that handsome man in the background that would be my number one son Patrick he's my eldest Um, and one of the members of Four Brothers don't go all shy now Pad (laughs) Uh, so that's who he is Um, in the background Paddy helps me when he's here which is great Um, so yeah I'm back again tomorrow sorry to all of those of you in the lounge still with your hand up that I didn't get to Um, answer your question but please come back tomorrow and put your hand up again i do take everybody in order as they put their hand up so the system allows me to do that and i will say good night take care guys and speak to you again tomorrow